Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, June 15th. U.S. equities finished higher, rebounding from a recent sell-off that has pulled the S&P 500 into bear market territory, joining the Nasdaq and Russell 2000. The moves came as the Federal Reserve upped the target for its benchmark interest rate by the largest amount since 1994, and as the markets appeared to shrug off some soft economic data. Meanwhile, the European Central Bank held an emergency meeting and announced measures to try to combat fragmentation in the bond markets, and the Bank of England is set to deliver its monetary policy decision tomorrow, in which it is expected to raise rates. The economic calendar was heavy today, with retail sales missing estimates, New York manufacturing output unexpectedly remaining in contraction territory, home builder sentiment falling to a two-year low, and business inventories slowing, while import prices came in cooler than expected and mortgage applications snapped a four-week string of declines. In light equity news, Hertz Global announced a new share repurchase program. Treasuries accelerated to the downside after the Fed's decision, particularly at the short end of the curve, with rates retreating from a recent jump and the U.S. dollar pared back from a rally as of late. Crude oil prices were lower and gold rose. Europe finished higher after the European Central Bank's meeting and ahead of the Bank of England's decision, while Asia was mixed with markets in China and Hong Kong rising following upbeat data in the region. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 304 points, or 1%, to 30,669. The S&P 500 Index gained 55 points, or 1.5%, to 3,790. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 271 points, or 2.5%, to 11,099. In heavy volume, 5.5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.3 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil tumbled $3.62 to $115.31 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price rose $21.20 to $1,834.70 per ounce, and the dollar index lost 0.6% to 104.86. In equity news on Wednesday, Stocks have seen increased volatility on the heels of Friday's hotter-than-expected CPI report and problems in the crypto market. Bear markets in the Nasdaq and Russell 2000 were ongoing, and this week's drop brought the S&P 500 into bear market territory as well. The 10-year and 2-year Treasury yield spread briefly inverted again, and alongside the expectation of more aggressive Fed policy, recession fears have risen. The Schwab Center for Financial Research offers a look at the market action in our latest commentary, Stock Market Volatility, Bear Market Territory, offering a look at what our experts think about the recent stock market drop. Also, Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest article, Panic is not a strategy, nor is greed, discussing how disciplined investing helps investors navigate through volatile environments. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. You can also read all of our market commentary, including our seven investing strategies to prepare for bear markets on our insights and education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research.
In equity news, Hertz Global Holdings, ticker symbol HTZ, announced a new $2 billion share repurchase program, with the company noting that the increased authorization underscores the confidence that management and the board have in the direction of the company. Shares were higher. In economic news on Wednesday, the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, concluded its two-day monetary policy meeting, raising the target for the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points to a range of 1.50% to 1.75%, the largest incremental increase since late 1994. Despite the sharp increase, the committee painted an optimistic picture of the economy, noting that, quote, overall economic activity appears to have picked up after edging down in the first quarter, end quote, and, quote, job gains have been robust in recent months and the unemployment rate has remained low, end quote. But it did note that inflation remains elevated, citing supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic, higher energy prices, and broader price pressures. The statement also noted that the continued war in Ukraine is creating additional upward pressure on inflation and weighing on economic activity globally, and the COVID-related lockdowns in China are likely to exacerbate the ongoing supply chain disruptions. Regarding its balance sheet, the Fed said it will maintain its plans of reducing its holdings of Treasury securities and agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities that was released in May. The decision was almost unanimous, with Kansas City Fed President Esther George, the lone dissenter, preferring a smaller 50 basis point increase. The committee also provided updated economic projections, showing a sharp downward adjustment to GDP for this year to 1.7% growth from March's projection of 2.8%, while moving its forecast for growth in 2023 downward by 0.5% to a rate of 1.7%, and 2024 to 1.9% from March's estimate of 2%. Regarding inflation, its outlook for this year was adjusted upward to an increase of 5.2% from the previous estimate of 4.3%, while figures for 2023 and 2024 saw slight upward revisions. In the committee's DOTS plot, or participants' assessment of interest rates going forward, the majority of the members expect the benchmark rate will end the year at 3.4%, well above its 1.5% March estimate, and rise to 3.8% year-end in 2023. Shortly after the announcement, in his customary press conference, Chairman Jerome Powell said that the labor markets remain tight and he would like to see it in better balance, and that inflation is too high, with last week's Consumer Price Index report a driver that prompted the committee to feel it needed to do more front-loading in regards to interest rate increases. Powell also indicated that further rate increases of between 50 basis points and 75 basis points are most likely at the upcoming meetings, but reiterated that such decisions will be data-dependent. Get more insight on the Fed's decision from Schwab's Lizanne Saunders later today on our Insights and Education page. Advanced retail sales for May declined 0.3% month-over-month versus the Bloomberg consensus forecast of a 0.1% rise and compared to April's downwardly adjusted 0.7% increase. 
Last month's sales ex-autos rose 0.5% month-over-month compared to expectations of a 0.7% gain, and as April's figure was revised lower to a 0.4% increase. Sales ex-autos and gas were up 0.1% month-over-month, below estimates of a 0.4% rise, while April's reading was adjusted downward to a 0.8% increase. The control group, a figure used to calculate GDP, came in flat month-over-month versus projections of a 0.3% increase and following April's negatively revised 0.5% rise. The MBA Mortgage Application Index gained 6.6% last week following the prior week's decrease of 6.5%. The index snapped a string of four weekly declines as a 3.7% increase in the refinance index was accompanied by an 8.1% rise for the purchase index. The rebound came even as the average 30-year mortgage rate rose 25 basis points to 5.65% and is up 254 basis points versus a year ago. The Empire Manufacturing Index, a measure of activity in the New York region, showed the index improved but remained at a level depicting contraction with a reading below zero for last month. The index increased to negative 1.2 in June from negative 11.6 that was posted in May and compared to estimates of a rise to positive 2.3. However, new orders moved back into expansion territory along with shipments, but unfilled orders fell into contraction territory. Prices paid decelerated but remained severely elevated, and employment growth accelerated. The import price index rose 0.6% month-over-month for May versus estimates of a 1.1% gain and compared to April's upwardly revised 0.4% rise. Versus last year, prices were up by 11.7% compared to forecasts of an 11.9% increase and April's upwardly revised 12.5% rise. The National Association of Home Builders, or NAHB, Housing Market Index showed home builder sentiment in June slid to 67, a two-year low, from May's unrevised 69 level in line with estimates. The NAHB said, quote, six consecutive monthly declines for the HMI is a clear sign of a slowing housing market in a high inflation, slow growth economic environment, end quote. The NAHB added that, quote, the entry level market has been particularly affected by declines for housing affordability and builders are adopting a more cautious stance as demand softens with higher mortgage rates, end quote. Business inventories rose 1.2% month-over-month in April, matching forecasts after March's upwardly revised increase of 2.4%. Treasuries were lower following the Fed's decision, as the yield on the two-year Treasury note was down 19 basis points to 3.24%, the yield on the 10-year note lost 5 basis points to 3.33%, and the 30-year bond rate declined 7 basis points to 3.66%. Check out Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones's 2022 mid-year outlook fixed income. 
in which she discusses how returns should be better for fixed income investors in the second half of 2022 now that interest rates have reset higher. However, we still expect volatility to remain high as central banks shift away from easy money policies. Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The economic calendar for tomorrow will not be as robust as today, but will include some key data on housing, employment, and regional manufacturing activity. Housing starts and building permits for May will get the ball rolling. Forecaster to show starts declined 1.4% month over month to an annual rate of 1,700,000 units, and that permits declined 2.4% month over month to an annual rate of 1,780,000 units. Initial jobless claims for the weekend at June 11th are also on deck. Estimated that 218,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed, as well as the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Index, with economists calling for a reading of positive 5.0 for June, up from the level of positive 2.6 posted in May, with a reading above zero indicating expansion in activity. In international news on Wednesday, European equities finished higher, rebounding some from the losses as of late and pairing weekly declines as the markets digested the results of the European Central Bank's emergency meeting today that was called to address the volatility in the markets and divergent moves in the bond markets in the Eurozone that has seen Italian rates surge. European Central Bank decided to use flexibility in reinvesting redemptions coming due from its bond purchase program to try to preserve the functioning of its monetary policy transmission mechanism. Bond yields in the Eurozone and the UK were noticeably lower, trimming recent gains. The European Central Bank said, quote, The pandemic has left lasting vulnerabilities in the Eurozone economy, which are indeed contributing to the uneven transmission of the normalization of our monetary policy across jurisdictions, end quote. The move comes ahead of today's Fed monetary policy decision, which is expected to hike rates aggressively, and tomorrow's decision from the Bank of England, which is expected to opt for a milder increase of its benchmark rate of 25 basis points. The tightening of monetary policies to combat persisting inflation pressures, which are happening amid signs of slowing economic growth, has increased recession fears and led to the volatility in the markets. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his 2022 mid-year outlook, Global Stocks and Economy, discussing how economic uncertainty may have peaked in the first half of 2022, but could still contribute to volatility and affect market performance for the remainder of the year. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. In economic news, the Eurozone trade deficit unexpectedly widened in April, and Eurozone industrial production rose by a smaller amount than expected for April, while French consumer price inflation came in hotter than expected for last month. The euro was lower versus the U.S. dollar, and the British pound finished to the upside ahead of the Bank of England's monetary policy decision tomorrow. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 1.2%, France's CAC 40 index and Germany's DAX index gained 1.4%, Spain's IBEX 35 index increased 1.3%, 
Switzerland's Swiss market index advanced 0.8%, and Italy's FTSE MIB index rallied 2.9%. The stocks in Asia finished mixed as global recession concerns lingered, which have weighed on the markets as of late, amid the backdrop of tighter monetary policy expectations in the U.S. and Europe as inflation pressures persist. The Fed is expected to hike rates again today, and the European Central Bank announced an emergency meeting today to address the recent divergent moves in the bond markets. Bond yields have gained ground to tighten financial conditions and exacerbate sentiment. However, Chinese and Hong Kong markets moved higher as some May economic data out of the former came in better than expected to help offset recently renewed COVID-induced lockdowns in China that have come just days after loosening them. China's industrial production unexpectedly rose, while retail sales declined by a smaller amount than expected, and fixed asset investment came in stronger than anticipated. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article, Recession in China, how China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China's standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of any extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. In other economic news, Japan's core machine orders surprisingly jumped for April, and late in the session, India reported that its export growth slowed but continued to climb by more than 20% for May. The markets also awaited this week's monetary policy decision from the Bank of Japan, which stepped up its bond purchases again today to keep its rate on its benchmark 10-year bond at its target. The Bank of Japan is expected to remain dovish and continue to diverge from some major global central banks, while China has also moved against the grain, offering stimulus measures and promising more to help combat slowing economic growth that has been hampered by COVID-induced lockdowns. Japan's Nikkei 225 index declined 1.1%, with the yen choppy and rebounding somewhat late in the day to pair some of a recent plunge versus the U.S. dollar. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index dropped 1.3%, South Korea's KOSPI index fell 1.8%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index decreased 0.3%. However, China's Shanghai Composite index advanced 0.5%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng index gained 1.1%. In addition to the Bank of England's monetary policy decision, other items on tomorrow's international economic calendar include employment data from Australia, trade figures from Japan, and CPI from Italy.